the Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Mark writes, Immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered to the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and he took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next town, that I may preach there also. For this is why I came out. And he went throughout all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, well dear saints, we've, we've all had that one loved one whom we've prayed desperately to God for. To heal them. To restore them from whatever it is that they're suffering from. And we do this because, well, because we love them and we don't like to see them suffer. Now, even though that we know heaven is a paradise that we all wait for, we don't want to go through that pain of saying our goodbyes, especially when we do fear the worst and that certain individual, that person, well, they may have many more years that they could live in this world and enjoy the company of their family and their loved ones. We know that God has the power and the authority to bring about miraculous healing. And so we pray for him to heal, to heal and to remove those things that, that do cause grief and suffering. Like Paul, our faith tells us to, that to die is gain, but to live is Christ. To praise and to give glory to God in all things. But that's not always very simple for us to do, is it? The opening sentence of the Gospel of Mark, it reads, The beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that Gospel is that the kingdom of heaven 
is at hand. Jesus is the one who has come to open the door to the kingdom of heaven for you. And there is no evil, no suffering in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the son of God and he has the power of God because he is God. And while the people were fascinated in Jesus and this new teaching that he proclaimed with authority, they were attracted to the power that he had to to heal and to restore. Everyone saw Jesus as a quick fix to their current problems. And they were overlooking the real reason of why the Messiah has come. Now Jesus, he was kept busy that night. And the scripture says that the whole city, the whole community gathered at the door. And yes, he did heal many that had their manyest diseases and need to be freed of those demons. What if Jesus was here in person today in this very congregation, in this small town, in our community? Would we be among those waiting and standing at the door wanting to be healed of our own sicknesses? I'd hope so. But Jesus, he did more than come only to heal sickness and throw out those demons. Jesus comes to deal with the source of the sickness of evil that infects all of our lives. Jesus comes to deal with our mortality and the evil that separates us from that kingdom of heaven. And even if you're miraculously cured by a terminal illness or healed of the common cold, whatever it is that you ask to be cured from, the fact still remains that you are mortal and you are going to die of something. We will still get sick from something. We still have troubles in our lives from sinful thoughts and desires of our own and those among us. We still need to be cured of sin where the wages of sin is death. We are not meant to live in this world forever in the bodies that are subject to sin and decay. So that's what Jesus teaches his disciples when they can't find him in the morning. And everyone, they go out, they go out looking for him. Jesus did not go back to the crowd. He he says, let's go somewhere else. It's a nearby village. So I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Jesus came to proclaim the good news that in him is salvation from that sin that separates us from God. That is the good news that We, as the church, the body of Christ, were called to proclaim as well. 
Yes, we pray for healing and for restoration in Jesus' name and allow Jesus to act according to his will. But we also proclaim that in Jesus is everlasting healing from sin, from death, and from the powers of Satan. Jesus, he also teaches us something else very important today. Where was Jesus when the disciples found him? He had gone off to this solitary place to pray. And Jesus, he's teaching us that we need to pray. We need a spiritual retreat to be replenished for the work that is before us. Yes, we need to talk to God and to seek his help and his guidance in all that we do as a church. And you can't give out spiritually unless you are refilled spiritually. And once we have prayed and had our quiet time with God, then we are spiritually prepared to go to walk with Jesus and proclaim that good news about him. We heard the apostle, the apostle Paul say that he was called and compelled to preach the gospel. And as Christians, we are called to share the good news about Jesus, like Paul. Like Paul, we come alongside people to win as many people as possible in Christ. Paul, he, he gives several important principles here in discipleship. He said he became all things for all people for the sake of the gospel. Now that doesn't mean that you let go of all of your Christian values. No. It means that you find common ground. You find a bond with those that you talk to. Really, that shouldn't be too hard for us as we get to know those around us, our neighbors, those that we work with, our friends, as they confide in us about the things that they struggle with. And you can simply share with them where you find your strength and the comfort that you have in knowing Jesus is with you in your life. And even pray. Pray with them as the opportunity presents itself. Friends, as a church, it means finding a common ground with each other. And how excited are we to make connections with each other, with those that we haven't seen for a while? Paul was about making people feel accepted, welcome. And as a congregation, are we sensitive to each other's needs and concerns? Do we trust each other, those that are close enough to take that all in? Paul always looked for opportunities to tell others about Jesus. 
Each of us have been filled with the Spirit. And we were given the Spirit at our baptism. Jesus gives us what we need to be equipped to share the gospel. He also shows us what is needed. Part of being equipped is to spend time in prayer, a quiet time with Jesus, to be filled spiritually with God's word and to trust in him. To be a disciple of Jesus does not mean that we rely on our own strengths and abilities until we become exhausted and run out of that enthusiasm. We can't win people for the sake of the gospel if we're running low spiritually ourselves. No, but rather like Paul, Jesus wants us to share the blessings of the gospel that he has proclaimed. As a church, what does this look like for us? We look for ways that we can invite people to know Jesus. We continue to support our young ones and to find ways to support them in their faith walk. We find out one another's needs to support each other in our faith journeys of truly knowing our Lord. And as soon as that we find ourselves feeling negative about becoming all things to all people, It's a good sign that we need to retreat ourselves, to repent, to turn back to the cross, to spend time in prayer and be filled with the Spirit. Jesus took time to retreat and turn to his Father. And it's a good model for us to follow as well. Because the task is never finished until Jesus comes again. Paul, he writes to the Romans, I consider that all the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the Son of God to proclaim the good news that that in Jesus is complete healing of the body and soul that lasts into eternity. That, that is the good news. Thy kingdom come for you. May this bring you peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.